The following podcast is recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters. I am your host, the Mexican. We are live! This time in the afternoon of Draft Day. It is Draft Day, ladies and gentlemen. It is the 26th of April, and it is officially 70 degrees outside. Mexi is running some errands after work should be going to practice but we are going to forego that and that leads us to the announcements first and foremost we were not able to do the maria special because obviously maria decided to be loud and obnoxious at bj's brew house in which case we could not do a podcast with that many people there. It would have been too loud. But it was entertaining and we will discuss that. Also, in other announcements, my marathon, uh, well, 54K in Arizona is indeed taking place. No hiccups. Nothing bad has happened um, that would have prevented us from doing or going to the race. So flight leaves early morning on Saturday. Races Saturday night. And we come back Sunday night. Depending on how the flight goes. We may sleep on the plane and go to work. Or we may just take the day off. Mexi's been working 12 hour shifts. Just to make up the hours. But anyways. Auto announcements. Mexi is getting new carpet for the house and also new lighting. It's taking it well. It will take its toll. Uh, we have to move stuff around the house in order to inst- have them install the carpet. They'll probably do that. Uh, they said the carpet delivery would happen after the 21st of May. So Mexi actually has no races from the 21st up until June 7th. So technically it could be installed during that time frame, but we decided not to because we don't want to jeopardize the races. What if I throw my back moving stuff around the house? We can't do races with injuries. And it is for that same reason that we must conclude this portion with the final announcement. Mexi will not dedicate as much time to the Columbus Cats until after his last marathon for the 50 states. It has already been um, decided. It kind of came up 
recently, mainly because the uh, we have to redo Montana and Vermont just to make sure there's no hiccups. Uh, I just realized we may have to redo uh, Louisiana too. I don't see a race there that is recent. Also, that is not one that is necessarily questionable. But hey, um, we just want to make sure they're all certified just in case anything needs to be proven. And because of that, we cannot go to the away game in D.C. on May 19th. Unless we plan on driving to D.C. And then seven hours to Vermont. Actually, I think it's five from D.C. But that would be too much. So. And then the East Regional Tournament is when Mexi is in Hawaii. So Mexi's first game for the Columbus Cats won't be until after his last race. Though literally the Saturday after he gets done with all 50 states. So there's really no point in paying the dues right now or going to practice, especially with it being still held at McCoy Park, which is literally the home of many, many injuries. And what I think caused my heel issue, because that has never happened in any other field ironically enough so with that out of the way let's talk about our dinner on Monday with Maria so my mom wanted to apologize for certain transgressions she has done in the past that I still hold over her head and was the reason mainly why I wasn't talking to her for two years she, she so supposedly apologized a while ago, but since then I found out that it was just in vain, she still thinks that she was in the right, until now that she's going to France, she's like, well, you know what, I want to apologize, so I, I kind of figured going in, this is just going to be another shit show, and it was, same story, different day, kind of bullshit, she did apologize for the two things I wanted her to, basically, to sum up, we've discussed this before, it was leaving me on the side of the road, on purpose when I needed a ride home after my 2014 injury. That was over Memorial Day weekend. Um, well, actually, it was a Tuesday after Memorial Day weekend when she did it on purpose. And also throwing me in the slammer back in 2008 because we shoved the remote off the table. Yeah. Nothing compared to, you know, what children's services could have done or even... Columbus Police Department would even consider assault, even if it's from a parent, because it's an adult to another adult. But that's, you know, water under the bridge. Stuff for another day. So anyways, we're at PJ's, and it kind of felt like I was dragging the apology out of her. I'm like, this is exactly the issue, Mom. You don't apologize. You don't even know what you're apologizing for. And it's like we have to drag it out of you. 
you always think that you are justified in your actions and you know you're the only one that's right when clearly you have all this drama with multiple people my dad's side of the family her own side of the family her sisters her nephews aka my aunts and my cousins and even her own son like seriously just you need to learn to let shit go and just get over it and apologize for literally we're not even talking about words and that's the other thing my mom focuses on she focuses on hearsay oh this has to be true because somebody said no that's not i don't care what evidence you have of somebody saying something there's something called lying you know it happens you do it quite well and no it, it literally is actions again the two actions you did against me and that's why i needed you to apologize and my cousins and aunts are mad for four simple actions back in 2004 my dad hit my cousin's child aka my nephew that was action one that you never apologized for well why should i apologize well because he's your husband um yeah Number two, um, you kind of planned a birthday party for your sister, my cousin's mother, and didn't invite my two cousins. That was strike two. Number three, you went to Mexico and stayed with my cousin's wife's, at, at my cousin's wife's place, without my cousin being there, my cousin's brother in this scenario, so they're all siblings. When they were having marital issues, why would you stay with someone and not your family? Especially someone who is not a blood relative and you barely hang out with and who is on the opposing side of the fight. And number three, and basically the straw that broke the camel's back, you found out that your dad, my grandpa, had an illegitimate child with some whore and decided to smear his name, find out who he was, and then tell everybody. And that caused my aunt to get depressed and more mentally ill, you know, more mentally and physically ill, and she was already in bad health, and that's the mother of my cousins, and that's why they were pissed and just, you know, enough's enough, enough hanging out with Maria. Yes, my aunt had many medical issues, diabetes, whatever have you, that contributed to most of her medical conditions, but it is clearly proven that mental anguish and stress can cause somebody to be more physically ill, especially when they hold their father to high esteem. So that's why. And she's never apologized for that. And she's never going to. I, I told her, look, you're just doing this because you're going to, Mac uh, to France. And you want to have a clear conscience, supposedly. But again, I accept your apology, but I know for a fact you're not going to change. Tara's been trying to get me to like realize that my parents are not going to change. It's been 66 years. You're not going to change for the last 5, 10 years of your life or whatever have you. So I'm just going to let it go. 
so but until you prove to me that you can actually hold true to your word and actually show me that you were truly sorry and not claim that you're still justified in these actions when you come back in December I'm just gonna you know you're gone for eight months I'm not gonna shed a tear and if I were you I would apologize I would apologize to my cousins and my aunts ages ago but you're not going to I would do it just to clear your conscience but you're not going to you feel you're justified whatever let's move on so that was Monday the week started very interesting really um Let's move on to more interesting topics. Work has been kind of nice, you know, working 12-hour shifts, getting a lot more stuff done, handling other people's cases. The thing is, the thing I love about what I do now, I I I love not having to take the bullshit cases. Like I've literally turned down three cases this week. One case, the girl wanted us to sue the landlord. Because she had mold in her apartment. And I'm like, well, what was the mold? How much mold was it? What well, was in the bathroom? And they fixed it. Okay, well, uh, nobody was hurt. And they fixed it. Right? Well, I told my landlord and it took him two months to fix it. So he still fixed it. Yeah, but he put up a, a drywall and a friend said that that's not how they fix it. Uh, oh, I didn't know your friend was a wall specialist, but all right. Have you told your landlord? Uh, yeah. Has he fixed it? Well, not yet. Okay, again, nobody's hurt. This is a personal injury firm. If you're not personally injured, we can't sue anybody for nothing. That, if nothing has happened. Then, the other one, some random schmo wanted us to sue Coda. After he already gotten 20k from the at fault insurance, so you already had a case, you already had a different attorney, you got 24 20k out of the deal, and because you have permanent scarring, now you want to go after Coda because you were on the bus. Get the fuck out of here. Coda's gonna immediately deny that because they weren't at fault, uh, and they have no UM coverage. So no, get the fuck out of here. Guys, 25 and on SSI. SSI, no, get a fucking job And you're lucky they don't know that you got 20k Otherwise they put you off SSI Fuck out of here And the other one So Some girls were like at a roller skate Rink In the middle of nowhere, Ohio And this, the wheel fell off The skate And, okay, so the chick Had her the wheel fall off the skate. And these are old school skates, not the inline ones. So the wheel falls off. She she falls. Her friend doesn't call 911. She doesn't call 911. Her dad's an EMT. Dad says the ankle's fine. She doesn't go to the hospital until two days later. There's literally signs everywhere at the roller skate rink that say, skate at your own risk. And you want us to sue them? Get the fuck out of here. Well, either A, your dad's a bad EMT. Or you weren't really hurt. Because you can't tell me. And she was like, oh, my, my ankle's broken in three different places. Uh, yeah, sure. Get the fuck out of here. Now, 
no, 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 no. So that's what I like. We don't take nonsense cases. We vet everything before we even take anything. And I get to participate more in all different aspects. The cases are mine up until they're ready to settle. I get to pick and choose. I get... I, my caseload is not too high. I get to request my own shit. I have my own logins. Which, again... Either my old firm was completely lying to me... Or our old meta request department was completely... You know... Too idiotic to request anything on time. I don't know why we kept having to wait... 30 fucking days... To request shit... When I literally... Get a case, request the ER physician and rad bill immediately, and like a week later, bam, we pay it, it's there. None of this waiting 30 days bullshit. And my mail comes, and hey, the receptionist literally comes and asks me how I like my mail. Oh, well, thank you. I like it like this. Please document it like this, put it over here. And when I, I can literally go grab my own mail before. She even documents it. And that's it. Don't even have to tell her. The benefits of being at my new job outweigh the few things I miss, which is obviously Queen, my desk, my office, oh, and not having that much traffic on the way to work. But at 6 a.m., it doesn't really matter. So... Um, before we move on, as always, we had a shout out to our sponsors. If you need good coverage, and like I said, if you need good coverage and you want to give us a good case, you got to have UM and UIM coverage. Call Ramo at American National. Vote for Ramo, 595-2934, using the promo code MEXI, cheaper discounts on your insurance. Bundle, people. That's what MEXI did. It saves you money. And if you want to relax and work out, Go for a run, maybe. Use promo code MEXI as well. And go to Super Studio 253. Ask for Super. She's a good coach. Good friend of MEXI. She'll give you discounts on classes with the code. Call them. 253-272-0700. You know the number by now. Come on. Don't joke. And speaking of more free stuff. Same promo code MEXI. Go to Hand and Stone Massage. Get the code. Let them know MEXI referred you. And he sends you, and you get discounts on your next massage. And if it's the first time, a free Swedish massage. I go to the one in Dublin, but they're all over Columbus and all over the U.S. Maxi's flying to Phoenix. He'll use it over there. You know the number, as always. Promo code Maxi saves you money. Working better than Geico. Definitely do not call Geico. Call Ramo at American National. But anywho. Moving on. Let's talk about sports. Because there's been a lot of happenings in the world of sports recently. And I haven't had a chance to discuss a lot of them. Last podcast we were busy. So we can't, couldn't really talk about stuff. So the uh, the Boston Marathon just recently happened. Over a week ago. It was a week Monday. And uh, terrible weather. Cold monsoon weather, and 
I caught the highlights. I watched the results. And I was impressed. Because finally, what I've been preaching for so long, you finally had an elite runner who won the whole thing, came from behind to overtake the defending champion in the final stretches. From Japan, Kawachi, winning the whole thing. And that motherfucker has done 14, I believe it's 14 marathons in the last, I want to say 79 days. Yeah, it's quite a few. And uh, I believe this would have been, I think this was his second or third marathon this year I want to say might have been 79 weeks not 79 days but anyway point being he had done 14 marathons which is a lot it's kind of like what we do a marathon maniacs and although he was in an article and they, they literally said they can't confirm but I'm sure he's a first elite member to be able to qualify for Marathon Maniac's goal status. I think that's level 2 or 3. I think it is 14 and 79 days. I can't remember, but yeah, that sounds right. Um, but anyways, he, uh, he proved what I've always said. If you can run that fast, and he's literally done all of these in under 2 hours and 20 minutes, mind you. If you can do marathons that fast and stay healthy, why not do that many in a row? Like, I don't understand why all the Kenyans and all the Africans and all the African runners don't do that many. Like, shit, they don't even do uh, a lot of majors. And if you win most of these races, shit, you get prize money. Now, I can confirm that Kawachi is not a marathon maniac. Although, petitions have gone around to make him an honorary member. I'm like, it's not that hard to apply I'm sure it's verifiable too because you're an elite and I do believe the weather conditions did help the winners he's from Japan he's probably used to cold weather running in the in the rain and most African runners are not used to the cold weather mm-hmm. especially not during the training that's why the winner on the on the women's side was a uh, American woman uh, same woman that won uh, New York City Marathon again we're used to this, these cold weathers. If you look, if you actually saw the races, the most of the elites were there was a lot of white people in the elite, and that's no surprise. A lot of race, a lot of runners backed out and decided not to do the race. There was a lot of DNFs for the Boston Marathon as opposed to the previous year, and uh, I'm sure Mr. Derek Murphy had a field day uh, with all the cheaters going around. Because apparently there was a higher number of people who dropped out of the race and then jumped back on just to get their medal. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's always going to be cheaters. I don't know what you want me to tell you. But yeah, um, a lot of the conditions that favored non-African runners were happening at Boston 2018. It literally 
was made, I would have been surprised if the defending champion won again, because, I mean, it was brutal, a lot of people were dropping out, he even looked tired, like, he was basically slowing down, and Kawachi was basically gaining on him, he was still running hard in the last three, four miles, and the other guy was basically going so slow, like, it was, it was noticeable on TV, and I looked it up, okay, I had a brief moment to look it up here, we want to make sure our stats are right, okay, on the podcast, it makes it my matters, it is 14 and 79 weeks, um, that would qualify him as gold status in Marathon Maniacs if he were to apply, Maxi's titanium, so, yeah, when he gets there, he can talk to me, okay, elite or not elite, I don't care, but yeah, 14 and 79 weeks would qualify him, because that basically means that he ran 12 to 18 marathons in 365 days, which is what the criteria is for gold status, so yeah, if he wants to apply, he can do so, great, and he ran a marathon in a panda outfit, hilarious, um, has done a quite, quite a lot of marathons, and he, he's won a lot of races, so he's an elite, and that's what I keep saying, these elite people who run marathons super fast, if I can do marathons 30 in a year, and average anywhere between a three and a half to six and a half time finish, elite people who can run on average a two hour, three hour race should be able to do a lot more, fuck, we have Larry Macon, who literally walks his ass and does, you know, early starts left and right, and he's praised for running so many marathons, and walks the damn fucking things, I mean, if they, if he was strictly adhering to time limits, and starting at the same time as everybody else, there would be a lot of DNS, okay, but if he gets to walk all these marathons, and he's done so many in a row. You tell you and he's old, okay? We're talking about old retired attorney, okay? A legend. If he can do it, you're telling me that somebody who can do a 220 or less and is in his prime cannot do 52 a year more? Shit, that guy I'm trying to eventually beat, Dave Jones, whatever his name is, he's not that old. And he did basically 16 a year. You're telling me nobody, not no Kenyan can do better? Hey, Kawachi's Japanese, and he could do it, okay? So that's why I liked the Boston Marathon this year. And it showed that, you know, it takes guts. I would have, like, if I, I hate running in the rain and, and the cold. But, I mean, if I had paid for Boston, I would have gone. I know, I know friends, I know other marathon maniacs who went that, uh, had a stress fracture and ended up not being able to. I, I mean, I would have toughed it out. But yeah, I mean, if I paid 300 bucks and I got into Boston, the Super Bowl of marathons, there's no way I'm DNFing that bad boy. There's no way I'm not finishing. But not everybody is as good as Mexi. Which brings me to my next point, the London Marathon. So I put up something on social media uh, because I saw an article about some guy, a chef that had died at the London Marathon. And, and I basically all I said was, 
I guess not everybody is capable of doing what I do best. It was not meant as a knock to the dude, but the guy's a chef. And he died running the London Marathon because it was super hot. So a lot of people I knew were also doing the Boston Marathon and then going and doing London the next weekend. So they went from extremely cold and monsoon-like weather to hot and heavy in London. Mind you, 79 degrees in London, apparently that's too hot for a marathon. Get the fuck out of here. It's not 90 degrees. Calm down. But obviously your sunscreen will be needed. And you need to hydrate yourself properly. This dude died. Hey. And didn't say anything about his experience. All I was saying is... Not everybody can do what I do. And there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast. A lot of people out there... That like to knock on the fact... That it makes you just parawalks. No. I take big pride in the fact that I don't walk... My ass... The majority of the race. And I take even more pride in the fact that I have never not finished a marathon that I started outside of the time limits. I've always finished within the time limits. And when I start, I remember when I used to start running marathons, I would literally get freaked out if I saw people who looked in, in better shape, you know. Getting picked up by the ambulance or helped by the EMTs or people dying. Hell, I had a, a guy who I literally ran into at mile 18 of the Mexico City Marathon 2015 that died. I found out later that night that he died. And he, I, I mean, he was a stranger to me. I just ran into him. He looked dead tired. And I, you know, passed him. And it turned out that he ended up dying later that night at the hospital. Same thing with this dude. Hey, not... Making fun of the fact that he died, okay? Running a marathon's not for everyone. But I was just proving a fact that people like to make, sh- you know, make arguments and talk shit about me. But when it push comes to shove, there's people that cannot do what I do best. And for all I know, I mean, he probably looked in better shape than I did. I don't look like your typical runner, but guess what? One of us is dead, and the other one has 73 marathons under his belt. You let me know which one's which. Not said. Now, moving on to other sports. Obviously, we have a lot of sports to cover. Like I said, many, many, many sporting things have happened. As I mentioned earlier, the NFL drafts today. Starts in about an hour. So, uh... Cleveland has the number one pick, and all the talk is about them taking uh, Mayfield. Please don't. Cleveland, you've wasted picks on number one quarterbacks before, and the laundry list is long and painful to read of all the quarterbacks that you drafted number one and throw in the waste. And the Giants have the number two pick, my Giants, and I would like them to get a new Eli Manning. But uh, Barkley and there's other running backs there that could probably be a good option because, hey, we also need a running back. We uh, Ever since Tiki Barber left, we don't have a good running game. The only thing we have is good receivers. And if Eli Manning keeps throwing picks, 
How are they supposed to catch touchdowns? Yeah. Now, I have seen a lot of interesting happenings in the NBA playoffs this year. And a lot of people are saying the NBA playoffs are back. But I wouldn't go that far. But they have been entertaining to watch. First and foremost, let me first say that the Portland Trailblazers losing, getting swept by the Pelicans. Literally, the Pelicans, first time in the playoffs, you lose four to zero, four games to zero, and you're the three seed, and you lose to the Pelicans with a six seed. For shame. You should just, everybody just off yourselves. Embarrassing. Damon Lillard, embarrassing. Okay, the matchups were favorable, but yeah, you're the three seed for a reason. And this is why I don't like the playoff formats in baseball, hockey, NBA. No, the, the three seed loses, gets swept. That That's sad. Now, the other thing I... Speaking of sad, so the Cavs. Oh, we're going to start talking about LeBron. Ooh, the Cavs. After yesterday's game, are up 3-2 against Indiana in the series. Now, I do like that LeBron, over the last... I won't give him this. Over the last couple of years, he's been showing more clutchness. And actually doing more of what I want to see him do. Which is, back up what he says, be clutch, and talk shit. He was asked after they lost game one, you know, what are they going to do? And LeBron literally said, I'm the last person you should be talking to about coming from behind. But rightfully so. If I'd come back from 3-1 down in the finals and nobody had done that to beat the Golden State Warriors, mind you, under shady circumstances, but still, I'd be talking shit too. So, I clapped him for that. I applaud him for that. For that. Then yesterday, he not only gets the clutch block, but then takes the three for the win. Clutch shot. I'll allow it. Now, Tyron Lue comparing it to Michael Jordan's two-point shot to win the game against the Cavs back in the day. Whoa, Tyron, let's calm down. One, one's a two-point shot. There's a three-point shot. LeBron's was well defended. And MJ's, I mean, MJ was more clutch more times. So let's calm down. But I'll give LeBron his due. That was a good shot, even though it was well defended. Now, still not the GOAT. I like how my brother instantly is like, oh, the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT. No, 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 no. Guess what? The fuckers played 41 more games. Take this as a stat. Write this down for those that like to suck on LeBron's steak. The guy has played 41 more playoff games. He still has nine less 30-point games than Michael does. I think Michael is 109, and LeBron's either at 100 or 101. But yeah. So, of course, he's taller, works out better, has has his buffer... So, yeah, obviously he can rebound. He plays fucking small forward and has always had stellar teams and is in the East. So, yeah, his stats are padded. Ooh, he gets calls left and right. And when he actually does stuff that's not supposed to happen, he don't get the call. He don't get the call. He gets the benefit of the doubt. Which brings me to the whole Olin Depot thing. Him saying, okay, uh, that was goaltending. Okay, I get it. Yes, it was technically goaltending. It touched the glass. But guess what? That would have made it 97-98 instead of 97-95-98. So guess what? LeBron would have still dropped the shot 
What were you going to do? Uh, the goaltender would have blocked the shot? No. You would have still lost. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll let them know to fix the scoreboard for you. Yeah. Fuck off. But that's the thing. Like, I, I, I was actually intrigued when Indiana won one of the two in Cleveland, which means, you know, they'll go back and defend home court. Oh, no. Let's lose one in Indiana. And when it went 2-2, I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching the rest of this bullshit. We all know the Cavs are winning in six. And that's what I hate. Like, why would you steal one away from home if you can't hold the home court? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of my fucking time. Like, that, no. Just, just pointless. I hate teams that, oh, let's win one away, but then we can't defend home court. No. It's ridiculous. It's, it makes me not want to watch it. Now, the Sixers, higher seed, you know, hey, trusting the process, they're in the next round. Got rid of Miami. Miami's out. D-Wade's future is up in the air. Mr. I like to whore myself out to everyone now. Just retire in Miami. You got three rings. Just call it a day. Whatever. Houston, obviously, you know, 4-1 against the Timberwolves. We all saw that coming. Golden State without Curry. They adjust. Run the offense through KD with Curry out. Spurs without uh, Leonard. They couldn't do anything. And this whole... I had to look into the whole debacle with Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. Because I knew he was injured and that's why he wasn't playing. But I was like, why are they talking about like Pops and his people versus their people? And I looked into it and I kind of see where he's coming from. If if, If the team doctors for the team I'm playing for misdiagnose what I have and it's actually worse, yeah, I'd be pissed too. And especially going into a free agency, fuck that. No, I'm resting. My team without me is terrible. We're not going to go far in the playoffs. No, I agree. Hell, shit, my private care doctor misdiagnosed my little brother's bone tumor a couple years ago. And then, yeah, he said he had shin splints and it turns out he had a bone tumor and Children's Hospital had to remove it from surgery. Yeah, uh, my mom... My dad and my little brother stopped going to Dr. Hospital. Yeah. I mean, he's never misdiagnosed me, so I still uh, go to him because he's he's done me no harm. But yeah, I mean, if he did, oh, I'd be switching PCPs right away. There's no doubt. Um, now, Utah is up 3-2 against the Thunder. Oh, see, again, this proves to me what I said back in the day when Carmelo was a free agent before we went to New York. Oh, yeah, he should come to the Lakers with LeBron. No, I don't. I, I wanted LeBron in L.A. before he went to Miami. Not now. I don't want Paul George because he's terrible. And I definitely don't want Carmelo. And all three of them couldn't play together in the, in the Thunder. And they're about to lose the series. And they're the higher seed. Utah, that's how you do it. You go to Oklahoma, you win one away, and then you home home court. So you're up 3-1. Thunder are forced to, you know, win game five, which they did. Now you should close it out in Utah. If you don't, you're wasting my time. Why am I watching this bullshit? Now, Boston, again, that's how you play NBA playoffs. That's how I like to watch it. The higher seed Boston wins the two at home, as they should. Milwaukee Bucks, all fired up. They win their two at home, 2-2. Boston wins game five at home, as they should. So now game six, either Boston steps it up because they're the highest seed and more talented, or the Bucks win game six, force a game seven. 
the home court, higher team should win game seven. That's how it works. That's how it should be. That's what I want to see. None of this bullshit. But in the second round, now the Pelicans, they got some interesting matchups because they're basically guaranteed now to play the Warriors. Curry, we don't know if he was going to be back. But hey, the Pelicans got some people that can rebound. So it'll be interesting. That'll be an interesting series. It won't be as easy, at least in my opinion. And I kind of want to see. Well, I mean, Toronto. Oh, I almost forgot about Toronto. So they lost one to the Wizards. Then the Wizards lost one to Toronto. So it was four-four. I mean, two-two. Uh, then Toronto won game five. So, ooh, could Toronto close out the series? So, basically, Toronto and the Cavs are going to six games, possibly seven. Yeah, they'll be equally as tired. So, that, I mean, hopefully Toronto, as the one seed, should eliminate the Cavs. If not, then Toronto's just wasting everybody's time. Again, what I hate. But I'm interested in seeing Boston and if their people can come back against the Sixers. And what I kind of want to see is... I'm not. I, I mean, if the Cavs somehow make it past Toronto, Sixers should blow them out of the water. I want to see that. That'd be interesting. Sixers in the finals. You heard it first here. Trust the process. I trust the process. And I still think the Warriors can outlast the, the Rockets in a best of seven. And that's, you know, how it's going to go. Warriors, Sixers. You heard it first here. Now, NHL playoffs. My Sharks begin game one of their series against the number one seed Golden Knights those playoffs are insane like home ice is basically pointless everybody wins anywhere it's like basically ice appears to be no advantage whatsoever so yeah thank god the Blue Jackets are out because I'm tired of seeing everybody come out of woodwork talking about the Blue Jackets going all the way no they lost to the higher seed Capitals. Get the fuck out of here. So, uh, Penguins and the Capitals again in the playoffs. That should be a good series. Nashville made it through. We'll see how things go. Again, no big whoop. Baseball, full swing. But again, other things I hate about American sports. So, the, like, my Yankees. I'm not a big baseball follower, but my Yankees got all the firepower. They got Aaron Judge and uh, Stanton, but yeah, they're 13 and nine. They're hitting home runs left and right, but they're 13 and nine in 22 games. Behind the Red Sox, really, who don't have the same firepower or talent. Behind the Mets, who've only lost six games, best record in the league. Are you fucking kidding me? That's just sad. Why spend all that money if you're literally going to be behind all the other losers? But again, this is why I don't watch it. 162 games and we're only 22 games into this? No. Call me when it's October and we'll and, and we, we'll finally make it relevant. But the big highlight and what got me excited all week. Champions League semifinals, ladies and gentlemen. That's how playoffs should be. Once at home, once away, problem solved. Liverpool, first leg, up 5-2 against Roma. Liverpool dominated, but again, our defense lets us down. 
One defensive mishap, and that led to an away goal by, by Checo. And then the PK, that was not a deliberate handball by Milner. I would like to throw that out there. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, ref. But hey, I gifted them a PK. Okay, great. They're up 5 we're up 5-2. We know they can win in Rome 3-0. They beat Barcelona that way. So we just... Hey. This is how you hold a lead. This is why I love about soccer. If you're up by three goals, going away, Roma, even at home, should not be beating Liverpool 3-0. You should be able to hold the fucking lead, get an away goal, problem solve Liverpool's in the finals. And on the other side... On Wednesday's game, yesterday, Bayern Real Madrid in Germany, in Munich. How the fuck Bayern lost 2-1 to Real Madrid without Ronaldo scoring is beyond me. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. But that to me means, Bayern, there's no way you're winning in the Bernabeu. Get the fuck out of here. They're out. Might as well call the final Real Madrid-Liverpool at this point. Which, interesting enough... Real Madrid and Liverpool have never faced each other in the finals. Ever. Never, ever faced each other in the finals of uh, the Champions League. Real Madrid has 12 titles, Liverpool has 5. 17 titles between the two of them. Never faced each other. It could happen this year. This could be the year we dethrone Real Madrid. Who knows? But yeah, you're talking about the most decorated team in Spanish La Liga history and the second most decorated team in the Barclays Premier League only because, man, you won the Super Europa League last year. So, sue me. Oh, we have 42 overall trophies to 41. (laughs) Yeah, once we win the Champions League, we'll both have 42. Fuck off, we'll have six titles. And we'll only be one behind AC Milan. To officially be behind Real Madrid. So fuck off. But. That's what made it exciting. Watching Firmino get two. And watching Salah. Score against his old team. That's how it should be. We got the secrets. Salah should know how to beat Roma in Rome. Last time we were in Rome. We won the Champions League there. In 2005. We're due. We're not winning the league. Manchester City already won the Premiership. Boo-hoo-hoo. Chelsea and Manchester United are facing each other for the FA Cup. And Man City already won the Carlin Cup. So, hey. They already got their double. Let's get the Champions League. We eliminated Manchester City. We deserve it. All right? We should. Just saying. Now, that is all we have, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a very fascinating episode. We've had many, many, many interesting discussions. As always, we're on SoundCloud. Makes it by matters. We're on iTunes. Hit me up with questions, comments, and concerns. You know the social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. And as always, subscribe to the show. Give us a review. And remember, where there's a Mexican, there is always a way. Until next time.